Hi, I'm Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. This podcast is about all things related to honest health and wellness, eating disorder recovery, lifestyle, and more. I want to share my personal experience to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. I've honestly always had a hard time allowing myself the dessert, so let's get real and take the cake. Take the Cake is about educating, informing, and entertaining you. It's not intended to diagnose or treat anything. And I want to also give a trigger warning to anyone who is easily triggered by topics about disordered eating and behaviors. Now let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Take the Cake podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I'm so excited to get this thing going and I'm ready to get down to the good stuff. So this episode is going to be my story and I know many of you have probably already heard my story. I've shared it on YouTube, I've shared it on Instagram and I honestly feel like, I don't know, I was struggling to know whether I should share it on the podcast, mostly because I'm assuming everyone knows my story already. There's really so much importance in being vulnerable and I've learned that the hard way, I guess, and I wasn't vulnerable for most of my life in the sense that I wasn't able to open up about my eating disorder, my story, and what have you, and that really led me to a path of isolation. I think so many people experience that as well. So I just wanted to share my story again and give you guys all the details and really lay it out. That way you guys can get to know me a little bit more. And then I'm also going to talk about my intentions behind this podcast, why I'm doing it and what to expect. When I started my therapy and my treatment for my eating disorder, it was honestly a little too late in my book. I waited 10 years until I finally got the help that I needed. I hope that this can inspire you to share with people because the minute I started to be vulnerable and share my story was truly the moment that I felt the accountability to really receive the help that I deserve. So I'm 25 now. I live in LA. I live in Southern California and I am actually from the Midwest, from Indiana. So we're going to go back to when I was 13 years old is when I developed my eating disorder and I started the sort of diet mentality. And I remember going on to Google and YouTube and starting to search, you know, how to lose weight, how to get muscle. And I was 13, which is so crazy. I mean, my niece is 13. I just can't even imagine. She just seems so young, but I remember looking up Weight Watchers and started to think about points and started to watch YouTube videos on weight loss grocery hauls and weight loss before and after pictures. And I started to really get into that world. And I really think it stemmed from my childhood as a gymnast and competitive cheerleader, which ended up causing me a lot of body awareness and distress. And I just had tons of performance anxiety and I was always performing. I mean, the outfits that we wore in this competitive team, they were crop tops with little skirts and we wore so much makeup. We all had fake hair and, you know, that athletic performance, it's so body conscious. And I remember thinking, I need to be a flyer. I need to be the one that they lift up and I can't be a base or a back spot. If any of you guys have done cheerleading, you know what I'm talking about. The coolest, best people on the team are usually the flyers. At least that was what was seen in my eyes. And you know, my coaches would say, be light on your feet, eat lots of protein, don't eat lots of carbs. It was just from such a young age, I was really exposed to that. We wanted to be the best. We were a really good team. I was practicing like seven days a week at at 
sometimes and it was just a lot. I wouldn't be able to do a lot of social functions like go to parties and birthday parties with my friends at school because I was so preoccupied with this team. So I continued on a disordered eating path into high school and into college, carried a lot of my challenging childhood experiences with me. I ended up being on the high school team as well and I was on the gymnastics team. I just had a lot going on and I was constantly working out and constantly feeling like people were judging me and and of course people were but mostly I was judging myself looking back and my coaches and I just felt like people relied on me a lot for my body for my athleticism like I felt a lot of pressure from from everyone I wanted to be good for my team and I wanted to be good for myself and for my parents and I have amazing parents and they weren't aware of this of these struggles at all you know I wanted to be on the team so that's really when I started to restrict my eating I started to count calories I started to exercise excessively I started with classic restrictive eating you know when I was really young 13 14 15 And then when I got to 16, 17, 18, that's when I really started to develop bulimia, really extreme social anxiety and the binge purge cycle. Like I was totally in that mindset. I was about 17 or 18 when I told my mom I was struggling with my digestive system not working. Basically, I was honestly just really backed up and it was because of the bulimia. So my mom, of course, took me to a gastroenterologist and he did a bunch of testing, ultrasound, blood work, you name it. I had a double colonoscopy, but of course they could not find anything wrong with me. So he gave me IBS diagnosis and of course he did. I mean, he should have. There was nothing. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell him I was struggling. It was really like looking back, it was such a cry for help, but my eating disorder was telling me I couldn't open up. You know, I remember the doctor asking me, do you have an eating disorder? And me saying, no. And I've been asked that so many times from then on. Up until a couple years ago, before I started my recovery, so many doctors have asked me, do you have an eating disorder? Do you have a history? And I always said, no, 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 no. You know, just in the past two years, have I really opened up and said, yes, I do. Because of my colonoscopy, I had to, if any of you have ever had a colonoscopy, you have to take a lot of Miralax before you get it done. And you have to fast for, I think, a day. So that's what I did. I fasted and I took, I think, eight doses of Miralax in two days total. So I was, from then on, I was hooked on laxatives. And that's what really started my laxative abuse. All throughout the end of high school into college, it was so bad that I would take three or four overnight laxatives a night just so I could go. It was really bad. I was still bulimic. I was still doing the binge purge cycle, still restricting all day. It was just a mess and I hadn't told anyone. During this time, I did not want to have an eating disorder. None of this was fun for me anymore. It was not impulsive anymore. It was compulsive. You know, I needed to do what I was doing just to combat with the distress in my life and to cope with my life crumbling and I was so happy on the outside, obviously not really happy, but I looked like I was. Graduated high school and I went off to college. I went to Indiana University and I had so many friends. I had so much fun there. I was actually probably having too much fun, if you know what I mean. And that's when I discovered clean eating and natural wellness and health and naturopathic doctors. And that's when I discovered that sort of realm. And it started off with obviously... If you've watched any of my YouTube videos, you know that it's BS, the 
the wellness diet thing, I totally fell for that trap of wanting to do the wellness thing, but really in the back of my head knowing it was a weight loss thing or even unknowingly, but whatever it was, I I got into the wellness, into the juice cleanses, into the stuff in, from a really early age, really, really vulnerable, 18 years old. So I got to college and My roomie and I actually both had the same naturopathic doctor. And of course, same story as before. I started to see him and I told him, I'm on Miralax. I don't want to be on Miralax. I can't go to the bathroom. I don't have my period, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he had me do a stool test. He had me do all sorts of things naturopathic doctors have you do. And he basically said the same thing. Do you have an eating disorder? And I said, no, 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 I don't. I never have. And then he prescribed me with enzymes, with a bunch of pills and potions and all this stuff, probiotics and progesterone cream and all that to say that kind of started another sort of obsession. That's when I really started with the orthorexia. By the way, side note, this is very common. Most people with disordered eating end up engaging in multiple disordered behaviors throughout their entire eating disorder. So if you didn't know that, now you know that. At least that was true for me. So we're in college. I'm a sophomore in college. I don't know how old I am. Maybe somebody can help me by doing that math. But I basically hit a wall with my eating disorder. I was really tired of it. It made me bawl my eyes out every day. I was a mess. I decided to move across the country and quote unquote, start a new life, which obviously doesn't work. You can't run away from your problems physically. So that's what I tried to do. Also, nobody knew about my eating disorder, which totally facilitated the continuation of it, except for my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. So it worked out. (laughs) But he knew very little. I told him just the smallest little bit. I said, I used to have bulimia and now I don't. It's so great. You know, I told him enough to not feel like I was so guilty by not telling him anything, but I didn't tell him enough that I really felt compelled or accountable to like fix my eating disorder and get help. So I manipulated him a lot. So I moved across the country to LA. I dropped out of school and I started to pursue modeling. Um, I pursued modeling because I actually got scouted during the month that I moved. I remember coming here July 2015, going to the US Open of surfing and skateboarding with Rio and our friend Lauren. And we were all swimming in the ocean. And I was like, I'll stay back and I'll suntan and watch our stuff. And comes two agents modeling agents and they're like you're beautiful like we want to scout you and I had just moved my mom had just left and I was like I don't even have a place to live I I it was so random but then I did I ended up signing with them a couple months later and that's when I started modeling so pretty early on they told me to lose weight you know basically in the nicest way but very direct they told me you're not skinny enough And during this time, I was still engaging in behaviors every single day, and I was so over it, but I remember feeling a whole other world of pressure. It's like the same sort of cheerleading gymnastics thing. I started to feel that performance pressure, and then not only was it performance pressure, it was also related to money. The opportunities that were there and the money I could be making, now it was like a financial thing for me to maintain an eating disorder and for me to have a small body. I remember one of my agents was like, why don't you try probiotics? That would really help because I told her, I actually feel like I'm doing a lot to try and lose weight, but it's not working. And she said, why don't you take some probiotics? And I remember thinking in my head, you are freaking kidding me. This girl has no idea how many times I've taken probiotics. It doesn't work for me anymore, but that's my fault, you know? So I started working 
basically as soon as I lost weight and I lost more weight and more weight and then I got more and more successful in the industry. I was working for really big clients and I also started doing commercial acting because I felt like modeling was boring me. So I started doing commercial acting and that also fueled my fire totally. And two years later, I got engaged and I remember finally opening up about my eating disorder to my husband as well as to my friends and family for the first time. My agent actually called me and said I looked too thin and that totally changed my world. And at the time, Rio, who's my husband, he was in the car when my agent called me and I had her on speakerphone and she said, you're really concerning us. You're looking really thin. I looked at him with my mouth, just my jaw was dropped. And I was like, what? Like, how can she say that? And that's when I really told Rio about my eating disorder. And I, of course, I didn't tell him everything, but I told him, yeah, I'm still struggling a lot. And then that night we were at a community group and I basically ended up telling a lot of my friends and family too. One of my friends, I remember her telling me, why do you have an eating disorder when you have such a wonderful life? You know, she's like, you have success and a fiance who loves you. And I just looked at her so sad and I was like, she's right. You know, she's right. What am I doing? And, and it, you know, that wasn't enough for me to stop, but it was enough for me to get me thinking. In 2018, a couple years later, we're married. I woke up one day and I realized I really wanted to have a family someday. I still wasn't getting my period. I also was getting so burnt down from working such long hours and not feeding myself. I was so tired all the time. I was dizzy. I was spaced out. I was having panic attacks. I didn't have my period. My hair was falling out and thinning and my body hair was getting thicker and I had no libido. I was just dead on the inside. And I woke up one day really motivated to get my cycle back because I knew I wanted to start a family. It was like I just truly hit rock bottom. My body was crying for help every day and I finally decided to actually listen. And I just wanna let you guys know that rock bottom is a thing. And if you've ever been there, it really feels like you have no other choice. And that was my main motivator. A lot of people say, when did you decide to really recover? How did you get there? And all I can say is I just, I hit rock bottom. I thought I don't have a choice. Like there's nowhere for me to go. It was my body and my mind telling me, it was God telling me like, get your shit together. Like you can't be here anymore. It's it's gonna kill you. And it was just a huge flash in my mind and I just had to get help. I had to fix it. So I really impulsively made an appointment to my OBGYN and I actually really secretly wanted a PCOS diagnosis. I think, you know, I was at rock bottom, but I still had an eating disorder. So he examined me, he found cysts all over my ovaries. And I remember thinking, okay, he's gonna tell me I have PCOS. And then, then, you know, maybe I can't have an eating disorder, but he told me it wasn't PCOS. He told me it was a low weight. He said, you have amenorrhea. And I cried all the way home. I was thinking about how I, I can't recover. There's just no way I have no willpower. I don't have enough in me. And I, this is what I live for. This is my autonomy. My eating disorder was my autonomy. I felt like I had a body that just didn't work and there was no way. And I remember looking up if I had genetic mutation, like I was going crazy looking up, seeing if there's anything that was wrong with me. My eating disorder was like, it's not me, it's you, it's your body. And I'm like, oh yeah, my eating disorder is right. It's my body, I, I, it's, it's me, there's something wrong with me, it's a genetic thing. So I was sad, I was so sad, and I ended up finding the book No Period Now What, which I love, it changed my life. And I remember telling Rio, my husband, I wanna gain weight, 
and I have a goal of gaining weight. So I decided to buy a scale, which is kind of a controversial thing. And then I got an ED therapist. So I guess the things that really jump-started my recovery was that I made an appointment to the OB, got the hypothalamic amenorrhea diagnosis, told Rio and got a scale with the intentions of weighing myself every couple weeks with the intentions of gaining weight and let him in on that process. I got an eating disorder therapist and I also got the book No Period Now What. Those are really four important things that really facilitated my recovery. And then about two months into my own recovery, I went on a retreat to Bali and I had been recovering on my own, seeing a therapist on and off for about three months. And when I was in Bali, I got my period back. It's like, Oh my gosh, I cried and I cried tears of joy. I called Rio in the middle of the night and I cried to him and I said, it's working, it's working. I'm becoming a woman, like this is happening. And once I began getting weight, I really felt like my world turned upside down and I felt alive for the first time in 10 years. I became emotionally a completely different person. I started seeing the world completely differently. I started seeing people differently. It was so difficult. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I truly did feel like I had no choice but to gain weight. And it became political for me. You know, I I thought, what am I doing being a part of a society that views women as objects and I'm just not supposed to take up space in this world and I don't want to be on team kill your body and kill your mental health just to be thin. But anyways, my world just completely changed. Um, Physically and mentally, I just totally started to transform and it was not easy, people. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was so hard. But like I said, I just had no choice. I just had no other option. And then I remember telling somebody on the retreat that I wanted to start a YouTube channel. She really encouraged me and I, I told her every single doubt I had and she said just do it what's stopping you so when I got home to LA I started my YouTube channel and I started my Instagram journey of opening up about my eating disorder which totally completely shifted my life again you know my YouTube channel I thought I was gonna have five subscribers and I was gonna have three videos and I was gonna make one video a year like I had no idea that so many people needed to hear about my eating disorder and people needed that community and I'm so happy to be a part of it and I really truly am. So I left my old agencies and I found new agencies. I found an amazing modeling agent who supports me. All of my agents are so great. They are also supportive and I feel so blessed. Ended up relapsing a few times throughout 2019 and made the decision to finally go to eating disorder treatment in July of 2019, which wasn't that long ago. And that completely shifted in my life again and it forced me to take work off and to slow down and to really heal which is something I had never done. I've always had many many jobs. I've had multiple jobs and so many eggs and so many baskets and for 12 weeks when I was in IOP I just I just didn't do anything but focus on my eating disorder and pray and just heal. Now at the beginning of 2020 here we are. Yeah that's a little about me and my backstory and I'm now a full-time model and commercial actress doing YouTube and podcasting as well because I'm so passionate about being a positive light in this industry. The industry is just so toxic and so full of eating disorders and unhealthy mental minds and I was a big part of that and I I hate to see it. So I want to be a part of the change and be a voice for body acceptance in the industry. And I also just want to start this podcast because of how much my life was changed. I think that's when people really become passionate about things is when their lives are completely changed. You know, I just I'm passionate about recovery because it's the one thing that helps me to get back 
to myself. It's what allowed me to discover myself. I didn't know who I was without my eating disorder. And so I'm just excited to start this podcast. And I have so many exciting, more specific topics in the future to talk about. So that's my story. That's my story to complete recovery. And I've been recovered since I went to treatment. I haven't relapsed and I've been feeling really strong. I want to talk about my intentions behind Take the Cake. First of all, I named it Take the Cake. You can think of this in two ways. Literally, take the cake. Take it. You deserve the cake. You know, there's nothing bad about cake. You deserve the dessert. So that was one way that you can think of the name take the cake and the other name is that take the cake is a phrase that means to be victorious and to win and to have what you really deserve and want and i think that's really fun way to think about recovery is that it's a victory every single little thing that you do even listening to this podcast is a victory because you're choosing to consider a life without an eating disorder which is such a beautiful thing so props to you i want to take the cake to be a podcast that dives deep into conversations with detail not overly edited or filtered i want to encourage my listeners to find their true selves physically emotionally everything against a world that screams diet culture and disordered eating it's just everywhere now And I really want to help you trust your body along with me and experience the highs and lows of recovery together because I'm still in this with you. I'm going to be in this for a long time. Fun fact, it takes seven years to recover from an eating disorder. So let that sit with you for a minute. And I want to share stories and give tips and tricks I've learned along the way because recovery sucks a lot of the time. It's really hard. And I'd also love to interview guests and have the people's stories and experiences eventually as well. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> so I'm so thrilled to have you here. If you're listening, you probably already have a foot in the recovery door, which is such an amazing victory. You're taking the cake. Thank you so much for joining me along this ride. I look forward to learning and growing with you into our most authentic selves without the so-called wellness routines. Thank you guys so much for listening, for subscribing. Love to you. Bless you and the rest of your day and happy healing to you. Bye.